Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at NAZ underscore Elite. Welcome to this episode of Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I am here this time with Alice Wright. Welcome, Alice. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Alice just is coming off of a new 10K PR at the Peyton Jordan 10K, uh, so we're going to discuss that. Uh, her training leading up to it, and goals going forward. So, you're in a PR. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel? Um, yeah, it definitely feels good to break that 32-minute barrier, um, something I've been like trying to do for a couple years now. Um, and just to kind of slowly progress in the 10, um, I feel like if I can just keep on taking chunks off my time each, um, each year, then... Hopefully by the time I'm like 40, I'll be running like 29, 30. <laughs> That's how it works, right? You just slowly yeah, exactly. get faster and faster. It's like 15 to 20 seconds each year. If yeah. I could continue that trend. So yeah, that's great. a good trend. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think so. This is your second time on the podcast. And the mm-hmm. first time we had you was last summer, right mm-hmm. after you joined the team. And I think you even mentioned uh, sub 32 mm-hmm. as one of your one of your goals for the, yeah. I don't know, the c- upcoming year. Yeah, so. so I always said, like, when I break 32... Um, You'll retire. <laughs> no, I'll move to the marathon. Okay. But now I need to break 31.50, so it's just a vicious cycle, really. <laughs> right. And so that's the that's the world championship standard, uh-huh. is 31.50, yeah. okay. Annoyingly this year. And what, what was it in the past? 32.50. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it's annoying that it's dropped so much, yeah. but I'm not going to be one of those people that complains, although I just did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the race in detail, mm-hmm. uh, before we do. So you've been with the team for about 10 months now. Yeah. Um, you've run a couple half marathons. You've PR'd in both the 5k and the 10k, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, it's tiny in the 5k, but honestly, it does mean a lot to me because yeah. the 5k kind of came from 2015 and I was like, I just can't seem to, like, it wasn't for lack of trying. Like right. every year I tried to break the 5k at least three times I'd race and try and get a PR and I could just never manage it. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, even though I just managed to dip underneath it by a couple of milliseconds, like it was still, that was quite um, like important to me. To see yeah. That, yeah. So how would you assess, uh, we're, we're going to do like a pretend it's like school and you're <laughs> you're reviewing your first 10 months as a pro. What, wow. what, what grade would you give yourself? What, how do you think you've done? Um, oof. Do I get different like grades for different things or is it just like a combined I guess you could give a combined, but you could maybe break it down. Definitely A for effort. A for effort. <laughs> um, but maybe like a B plus for like how I, you know, the first, so I think I started off well, Europeans went pretty well for me, I was yep. pleased with that. Um, and then in the fall I got um, an Achilles injury, um, which I don't know whether that was just because I had such a long track seizure, track season, or it was just like a transition thing, like coming to a new team and a new place. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but um, my body just needed a break, apparently, in the fall. And so we had a couple of uh, races on the plan that I didn't manage to do, so that was annoying. And then um, I kind of rushed into shape for Houston, and really I did the best I could there, but it wasn't what I wanted to debut in a half marathon. Um, but I don't think it was a, a disgrace. Um, and then the next couple of races, I just... 
they were fine. Like I, I managed to get one win. It was like the wine 10k. It's a great race, but it was like, you know, I just didn't feel. Although I was like happy to place well, I just didn't like. I wasn't happy with how I felt in the races. I just sure. felt like I was kind of like wading through glue a bit in um, a couple of them. But um, you know, it's great to gain that experience. And then um, I kind of went to Carlsbad. And um, I really just like wasn't expecting anything from that race because it was a 5k and I always say that like, I'm not a 5k runner and um, yeah so I just like wasn't really expecting anything I was just like it's gonna be so painful but I'm just gonna go for it and then I just felt surprisingly better in that one and then from then on I just started to feel I don't want to say like more like myself but I just felt so much better in races and like much stronger and I remember at Mount Sac, that's probably the strongest I felt in a 5k. Um, and so I knew I was in pretty good 10k shape. Um, but I was a little afraid because I did the Pacific Pursuit in February um, and ran like 32, I think it was 32.56. It was like a whole minute yeah. slower. And so, you know, in my mind, I was like, surely a couple of months ago, I was like running 32.56. There's no way, like, and, you know, I'd love to run under 32 minutes, but it just seems like impossible to me. But right. yeah, it just shows like how much of a difference like you know you can make that turnaround so it was cool and so as as any good student you were obviously peeking at my notes because that was my next question oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but i was going to bring up pacific pursuit mm -hmm. in that not going quite as well so what did change or what was the difference between yeah. pacific pursuit and then peyton jordan um so i think the 5ks beforehand made yeah. a big difference that's always you know, I think if I can, like, shock my body into running a faster pace, um, then, yeah, it just, like, always feels better to me um, to do that. And then also I think, I think we really just, like, peaked. I'm not saying we didn't try and peak for Pacific Pursuit, but I think my training was just more, like, I did more track work and um, just more 10K specific stuff that I felt was, um, you know, like, lactic miles and things like that, right. the painful types of, like, yeah. workouts. Um, but I think just, yeah, doing the 5Ks and more kind of lactic, like, threshold stuff uh, made a big difference for me going into Payne Jordan but then also like Payne Jordan just like you know how they say like the magic of Stanford I think that's like very much a thing and although Pacific Pursuit was like a great event and a great opportunity to try and get that time I think um it's just so hard to kind of um like try and um give you like a Payne Jordan experience um yeah like one day I'm pretty sure they'll find that track's like five meters shorter lap <laughs> <laughs> No, until then, then yes, I'll take so, the yeah, time. For sure. <laughs> so, do you th do you think there was not a huge difference in overall fitness between the the two races? Mm -hmm. It was more just kind of, uh, like you said, sort of shocking your system into, I don't know, just sort of accepting those faster paces in some yeah, of those workouts. I think also like I really committed to the pace at Peyton Jordan, and I'm not saying I didn't at Pacific Pursuit, but it was just I hadn't done a track race since like Europeans, and just being. Like, I, I just felt really, like, claustrophobic, I think, at mm. Pacific I felt really, like, trapped. And I was kind of at the back of the pack, like, in the... I was, like, in the line at the back. And I just... For me, that isn't quite comfortable yet. Whereas at Payne Jordan, I kind of put myself right up there. And although it was, like, an uncomfortably fast pace and perhaps a little too quick for me through the first couple K, um, you know, it's important. It just, like, makes me feel better doing it that way. Um, and so that was also a difference. But I think also... Um, I think it was just a transitional thing with like adapting to a new place and I think I was a little naive coming here maybe thinking you know it's it's only like four hours away from or four five hours away from Albuquerque it can't be that different and although it's not and it's 
you know, it's very similar to what I was doing before and the training is still, you know, good mileage and everything. Um, I think just, you know, living in a new place and even, it sounds like pathetic, but a couple more thousand feet um, of altitude, I think that took me some time to kind of adjust yep. physically and mentally how to like train with that, doing my easy runs like easier and and then also just being able to go when you go down to Camp Verde in Sedona, I think that took me a while to kind of, my body would always get out of the car and I'd just like feel rubbish. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it took me a while to kind of get into that. Um, so yeah, I'm just so relieved honestly that I could... Um, have that pain drawn race and like really feel like I um, put in a good like time, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I do uh, want to talk more specifically about Peyton Jordan and how that race went. But before we do, uh, leading up to the race, first and foremost, um, I know you did quite a few workouts with Steph Bruce, mm -hmm. uh, your teammate. Um, how helpful, and obviously the, you have other teammates besides Steph, but how helpful has it been to have those ladies around and with you in those workouts? Yeah, um, yeah it's been invaluable, honestly. Just um, Steph is such like a stable person to work out with. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't like push the pace or um, as in like she wouldn't try and just like, I feel like when I was younger, you used to kind of look around in the last rep and everyone would be like, okay, like, let's go. Um, and there's always like a bit of a race, but Steph, like, you can just always feel so confident that she's going to absolutely nail the splits. And yeah. like, you know, we did a 12 mile steady, steady state together a couple of weeks ago and she's just on it like every single mile. Um, even with the hills and like wind, I'm just like, how? She's <laughs> like a human metronome. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's amazing. And also I think she's just, um, she's like a very, very positive person as well, which um, really helps me because I think sometimes I get to come verde and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. And I know that I need to be perhaps a bit more um, like positive and probably not and just like pretend that I'm fine. Right. But Steph's always like great at being like, no, it's fine. Like you will feel bad for the first like mile, but like once you get over that and she's just always like there with the advice, honestly, sure. for the younger like ones in the team. So bit of a mentor. Yeah, definitely a mentor yeah. for sure. And I mean like kind of Alafi in the same <clears throat> as well, but it's just the last couple of weeks I have been training with Steph more. So yeah. Yeah. Um Ben has said that physiologically he feels like you're a great fit for the team in terms of the type of training mm -hmm. you, all are you all are doing. Um, wh why do you, why is that? Or why, why do you think he, he says that? Um, I think because honestly, um, I feel like when people start running, um, when they're younger, they, I think we discussed this perhaps last time, but they normally start off with the shorter distances. Sure. But I just completely skipped that phase. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I was just younger and I was like, I'm just gonna go for a run. And so I went for like this three mile run my village and, um, then I like just did the school cross countries. I never did like the 200 meters or the 400 meters. Right. So I don't think I've got like a fast twitch in my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> so I think honestly, I'm just like mileage, long mileage, long steady states. Um, and that's something that I really focused on as well in New Mexico. Like every Friday we would do a six to eight mile tempo, which, you know, speaking to like Danny and Grayson and um, Aaron, like they didn't really actually do that. And I didn't realize that it, that's kind of like a UNM specific thing. Okay. Because we do these six to eight mile tempos yeah. and the guys do like eight to 10. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was quite normal for college teams. But I think that perhaps we were more, um, you know, I, I always said as well to Joe Franklin that like marathon was my ultimate like goal. And I think he probably, you know, thought about that as he was training me as well. Sure. So. Yeah, I think a lot of my training has been, I've always like known that I wanted to do the marathon for a young age. Like that's always been my end goal. It's like the marathon. Right. And so I think a lot of my coaches in the past, 
Um, well, they only had two, but they've all kind of, you know, had that in mind with their, sure. with their training plans. I, I have a sense of your answer to this next question uh, based on what you just told me. But what are, since coming to NAZ Elite, what are some of your favorite workouts that, that you um, do? Yeah. <laughs> so definitely like a long tempo um, or steady state. I don't yep. know. There's like different phraseology. Sure, um, sure that everyone keeps like joking with me about Steph's always like it's a steady state not a tempo <laughs> but um yeah Just a couple seconds different <laughs> no, exactly <laughs> I'm like it feels like a tempo to me Steph <laughs> but uh yeah the tempos and the steady states at Lake Mary um for me if I could do all of my training in Flagstaff um I just I think with Camp Verde like there's this you know it's supposed to be like 10 seconds or something a mile yeah because it's 3500 feet yeah, so, yeah exactly but I just you know if I could do that seems crazy to me because it's like I feel like I could run at like 5:45 pace for quite a while on Lake Mary, but if I was in Camp Verde, that what it's like five, what is that 5:30 pace? Yeah, so 5:35. Yeah. If I was gonna do like I don't know, I just feel like maybe I'm an altitude runner. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be. So yeah, a long tempo on um, Lake Mary would probably be preferable. Although recently I have been actually. I shouldn't say this actually because Ben will watch this. <laughs> but I have been enjoying the track sessions. I don't know okay. why. There's just something like mentally like quite enjoyable on the track for me um, yeah. with like doing reps of things. And I kind of it's really good for me to gauge where I'm at as well. Right. It's like, such a good um, pointer, I think. Yeah. Well, it's familiar, I imagine, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. Um, and then there's quite a big component of your training is strength and conditioning. I know. Y'all go to Hypo 2 mm -hmm. twice, is it twice a week? Um, twice? Yeah, twice a week twice now. A week. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know your, your, I guess, history with strength and conditioning, mm -hmm. but how, how beneficial has that been since, since joining the team? Yeah, that's been huge for me. Um, at the beginning, I was like a little unsure because I'm always a little, um, I feel like, uh, standoffish, I think, to weight coaches because I'm kind of like, ah, like I don't want to get injured and right. like I'm kind of scared to like do change up my strength routine um and in New Mexico it was pretty wild like I just used to go um with like Joe's wife to to find fitness and do like body pump classes <laughs> <laughs> like twice or three times a week which I loved yeah. I loved doing that but I know like doing more running specific things I think that's made a big difference in having Wes kind of designed a specific program for me um to like really work on my weaknesses yep. has been huge for me um, knock on wood for like injuries yeah. um, but also just like helping strengthen like muscles for like speed stuff and I've you know in the last couple of weeks or months I guess I've really noticed a big difference and I know Ben thinks a lot of that is down to the weight training and everything that we do um, sure. and also it's just these things that like it's kind of like re a lot of it is rehab and I think for me it's like that is something that I find hard to do at home if like Unless it's like on a plan and I'm in a room with other people doing it, it's hard for me to do, you know, like the small muscle groups, like toe, whatever it is. Right. You know, it just, so it's like, it's good for me to like force me to do that, you know? Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned the two 5Ks you ran between Pacific Pursuit and Peyton Jordan. Mm -hmm. So you ran one on the road yeah. in 1605 and one on the track mm -hmm. in 1545. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, you sort of alluded to this in terms of why you did them. A yeah. bit of like shocking your system back into to running those faster paces. Did you, did, how much, I guess, confidence did you gain from those 
from those races between the two 10Ks. So j just in terms of your confidence level ahead of Pacific Pursuit versus Peyton Jordan, what, what role did those 5Ks play? I think um, just because I'd done so many 5Ks before 10Ks um, in New, Mex uh, New Mexico, uh -huh. um, I like it's easy for me to gauge, I think, where my fitness is at off 5Ks. Okay. But with a specific pursuit, I was just purely going off, you know, like training. Like, oh, I think I'm kind of in shape, but like, I don't know if I'm track ready. Right. But once I ran, um, you know, I think if I'd done Peyton Jordan after Carlsbad, I still would have been like, oh, I know I'm fine, but I don't know if I'm quite like PR ready. Yeah. But I said to Bren, like, pretty much straight after Matt Sakai, I was like, I'm really ready to run a 10K now, just because that is such a good signal to me that um you know like I'm I'm in shape um I'm typically like it seems like this is how it goes anyway however fast I run a 10k I normally add 10 seconds on and that's what I want to go through in a 10 um sorry whatever I run for a 5k I yep. add 10 seconds on that's what I want to go through 5k in the 10k okay um so yeah I ran 15 45 and then we went through in like 1553 I think it was um yeah, Peyton, Jordan. Peyton Jordan and like I think my body is just like weird and that feels way more comfortable just a couple seconds it's like really? I think that's just you know just below my lactic whereas yeah. like that's just above my lactic sure. and I, it's like a real fine line for me so and that's how it's always kind of been we've always seen that at UNM as well I would run 1555 and then I'd go through in 1605 so it's just like that's just how my body works I guess but yeah I wish you had a more detailed answer. <laughs> yeah, I know what it's, it's because actually... <laughs> my next question was going to be: How is it that you went through the five k split in yeah. Jordan only eight eight or ten seconds? I know on it's it was slower. Really weird because it's also a little embarrassing as well when. <laughs> um, like last year I did Stanford and I ran 32.15 and then I wanted to do the 5k Peyton Jordan and um, I guess when they're working out the sections they like put in my 10k time into some kind of pace calculator that right. tells you what you're supposed to run for a 5k and 32.15 apparently should be 15.22 in the 5k Whoa. so they put me in that fast section I was I literally ran 16 I don't know 15.56 I think I ran um and I mean that kind of makes sense because that obviously in the 5 the 10k I went through in like 16.05 okay so many numbers <laughs> but um I just I don't know what it is it's just like that's just my way of running it's just such a fine line between lactic and not lactic right it's not like a it's not a range it's literally <laughs> just like probably a couple seconds They're right next to each other yeah um but I also I think it um Peyton Jordan I was kind of I knew I was running fast and I didn't feel great in the first couple laps and I think I thought to myself if you just like maybe if you just get a PR in the 5k you can at least come away <laughs> with that at the end uh, and then it kind of got to 5k and I was like actually like I'm kind of getting a second win now so yeah, um, yeah I think that third lung or whatever they say from our right. kicked in <laughs> yeah 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 so that that uh very fine distinction between um the the pace you can run a 5k versus a 10k i that suggests to me that the the marathon that really would bode well for you the fact I that i hope so yeah um, you're just gonna slow down like eight more yeah, seconds for 5k exactly. and then run the full marathon <laughs> just add it on yeah um <laughs> yeah i'm hopeful that that um you know, like, I, for quite a few years now, I've been kind of running at, like, um, 5.45 pace. My body's, like, very used to that kind of marathon pace. And, like, yes, I obviously want to be running faster than 5.45, but I they wouldn't put me at, like, a um, disgraceful marathon, I don't think, if I was running. What would that be? I don't even know what 5.45 would be. I think it'd be, like, a 2.30. Yeah, so yeah. if I could just, you know, bring that down 10 seconds. <laughs> right. Then, um, yeah, that would be great. But, um 
I, I do feel like I'm excited to, you know, try out the marathon and see what I can do. Um, and I'm definitely excited to run another half marathon because I really don't feel like I've um, reached my potential there. Um, and, the, you know, I did New York and that was, um, that was like a difficult course to kind of PR right. on. Um, but I also, again, I just still wasn't quite feeling like it hadn't quite clicked for me at that point. Sure. Um, so I'm excited. I'm doing San Diego half in a couple of weeks and I'm hopeful, you know, I'm really due like a tailwind and a net downhill course. <laughs> so if that could be designed, that would be great. <laughs> that, uh, I think that's what we all want. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll go uh, sticking uh, to Peyton Jordan for a bit longer. You mentioned uh, I suppose being a bit worried early on in the first mm -hmm. few laps, like, oh, this is a bit fast, yeah, but um, ooh, I was. you just sort of stuck in there. Did you have, yeah, did those worries just sort of go away or did you just kind of turn it off and not let it bother you? Or um, Well, <laughs> I think, so on the warm-up, I really did not feel good. And I know that's like a prerequisite to having a good race if you have to feel <laughs> bad, but you never can like talk yourself out of it if you're like right. in the warm-up. You can never be like, oh, it's fine, you're going to have a great race because yeah. of this. You're like, I feel bad. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I kind of went in and I was like, Oof, like, we'll see how this goes. Um, and then we went the first lap and I honestly, I really thought you're going to come through and they're going to be like 69. So I was like, oh, this is quick. And they were like 77. And I was like, we're even like two seconds off. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the longest 10K ever. <laughs> and so then I'd already found myself, I was like in fourth at that point, And I was like, well, it's kind of like awkward for me to like sure. get out of this. So I'm just going to have to keep going as long as I can. Um, and so, yeah, they did for like the first mile. I was just trying to pep to myself and be like, just try and stay in. And that's when I kind of decided, I was like, well, you're kind of on like 5k PR pace. So like, let's try and do that at least. And then for some reason it got to like 12 laps and I think we slowed to like 76 or 77 kind of pace. Um, and like, that's, you know, like my, that I've always noticed that in the 10k one second lap can make such a big difference mm. to how I feel. And last year that was like 78, 77 felt so much more like 76 just felt so uncomfortable. Whereas this year I feel like 76, 77 feels kind of comfortable and 74, 75 is still like sure. a bit uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I think the pace just slowed a bit for kind of lap 12 to 18. And I think I kind of caught my breath again. Um, and then the last five laps was just hideous. I was like in so much pain. I was dry heaving and I was like, just get to the finish line. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a mental battle, but, um, in like a sick way, it's kind of like enjoyable in a 10k sure. because you're like, I'm nearly there. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, you were with a group that more or less was it on the 31, on the world champ championship yeah. standard mm -hmm. of 3150. And so you, you sort of lost contact with that group in the mm -hmm. last mile or so i mean i just it, have no idea how they can run like 67 <laughs> at that point so i think she ran like a 64 or something yeah yeah what i uh i don't know i'd take that at the end i of think the i need game. to do if i know like those seconds need to be coming off in the middle laps like that <laughs> right, can't right. be that cannot be happening at the end well i'm gonna ask you your your <laughs> ben believes that you have a better kick than you think um, yeah i know he's I'll, telling me this I'll, I'll ask you about that in a minute but how what did you you mentioned just sort of the mental battle just kind of get there over those last five laps or so mm -hmm. but when you lose touch with a group that can be obviously tough yeah. mentally but um what what kept you i don't know kept you moving i guess at that point or what what was going through your head to kind of um, get you there i think i knew like i was running fast so i was like come on like what is five laps out of 25 right. laps um but then also you know like i had ben like shouting with the split so it's kind of like every time you kind of 
are like, okay, like he's there, and then you kind of pass the finish line. So it's like another, it's kind of like breaking up into little like yeah. things. And they had some people that I knew like cheering for me on the other side. So it was kind of just like keep getting to, you know. The next point. Yeah, the next yeah. point. Um, but I think also, yeah, I just like was, was so like desperate to like have that like a good race because I just felt like my last few races just haven't been to like my standard at least. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, and I, yeah, I just didn't want to, like, throw away that opportunity. I knew, like, on the starting line, it's, like, it's a great evening. The conditions were perfect. Mm -hmm. And I had such a great, like, competition. So for me to, like, waste that opportunity would have been, like, such a waste. Right. Yeah. And what was your last lap? Do you remember? You know, I don't think it was anything outrageous. Um, I think it was, like, a 73, maybe. Okay. Um yeah, but there was no way I was going to be running like a 67 sure. or 60. I guess I would have had to run a 66 because that would have actually been a 400 PR for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it really would have suggested I had not run fast enough in the rest of the race <laughs> right, for right. me. But maybe one day, I don't yeah. know, it would have been really cool. Like, I am... I don't want to say um, that I'm like disappointed, but because I'm so happy to break 32, but it's just so annoying to be that close. That could have really taken off a lot of like... If I could have got that world champ standard, that would have been huge. But right. um, I'll take I'll take this time for now, and then I'll work on. Sure. And right, so it was thirty one fifty six to be clear. So you were yeah six seconds off. Um, you were the top Brit, however. Yeah. Yeah. So how how, how did you feel about that in that? Field? That was awesome, actually. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting to um, to be the top Brit because you know Elish McColgan. Um, and then Charlotte Arter was also entered. She didn't actually end up um, racing. But, you know, English, she's amazing. She's got so many great times, um, you know, behind her. And, um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting, really, um, to be ahead of her. But um, I think she unfortunately had to drop out with, like, four or five laps left. Oh, no. So um, I feel like I, was, I think I might have been... I know it was one of the Brits as well. But, yeah, there weren't that many of us in there, to be honest. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was I wasn't going to say that. It's yeah. right, <laughs> I'll be honest about it. Um, it was definitely an international mix that, you know, we had some Aussies and we had some, I think, some Japanese girls in mm -hmm. there. And then obviously a bunch of Americans, right. um, Canadians as well. So yeah, it was cool. It was an international fair. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, looking ahead, you've mentioned you've got the rock and roll half in San Diego. Mm -hmm. It's in, in June, I believe. Yeah, June yeah. the 2nd, I think it is. June yeah. the 2nd. Mm -hmm. And then you have... What, what else? You have something else on the schedule, yeah? Yeah, um, Highgate, uh, the trials. Oh, okay. Um, that's on the 6th of July in England. Got it. Um, and then, do I have anything else? Um, yeah, I think those are just the two in front of me now. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And, and the goal there in July would be to shoot for the, the World Championship? Yeah, standard. and try and get top three. So I've got two so things to achieve. You'd need both to get to Doha? Um, if you know, if they do take like a discretionary pick, so if okay. I've got the time, um, then they might consider taking me. Okay. Um, but I'd hope that you know, getting 3150 would put me in the top three, otherwise, everyone is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you never know, you know, people come out of the woodwork for you know, um, for like trial races and world champs, so right. yeah, I just always got to be on my toes, didn't know he's going to be there, right? And you would take a, a spot on the team, I imagine. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just I can turn down like a British British team. I know it's going to be in Doha, and I know like that's going to be so brutal and like so hot. Yeah. Um, but I think just the experience would be invaluable, and then also 
I think it's such a great opportunity, like, those races where the conditions are crazy. Like, I really think that underdogs can, like, have a good shot. And I'm not saying, like, I'm going to go and win the World Championships, but I'm just saying, like, if the conditions are perfect, it's kind of like you can predict what the race is going to be. Yeah. Um, whereas... I think the marathon's going to be so fun to watch because it's like, what is going to happen? Right. Like, it's just going to be so, like, grueling on everyone's bodies and it's just who can come out of that the toughest. So, um, yeah, I think that it's kind of exciting in a way, Um, probably a little daunting for anyone that does get selected. But it's, I mean, just to have your, like, country in your chest is, like, just such an honour and I think it would be really hard for me to turn that down. Certainly. And, And when is that world championship? Um, that is in September, so September, it's actually really okay. late this yeah. year. I know they're starting the marathon like midnight because it's going to be so hot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I ran a race in Doha in December and we started at 6 p.m. and it was 87 degrees, I believe. <gasps> this last December? Uh, it was a couple years ago. But oh my gosh. The point is, it's, yeah. Was not, that a trail race? Uh, it was a world championship, but yeah. Oh, was, wow. Yeah. Oh my God. How was that? Oh, it was very hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hot, so... <laughs> that uh you're, what you're saying is absolutely true it's the conditions are very tough and yeah it, it definitely allows for uh underdogs to yeah yeah potentially come out on top um okay so that's coming up this summer uh we've alluded to the marathon a number of times mm-hmm. in this conversation um when does alice wright take on the marathon <laughs> I want to say it's a secret, but it's really not. I <laughs> haven't, like, decided one, honestly. Um, I'd love to do one this fall. Um, it'd be really cool to, like, do build-ups with my teammates. Um, but, yeah, I just, we haven't, like, said one in specific yet. So, um, yeah, that's TBD. <laughs> TBD, okay. But but within the relatively near future. Yeah, yeah? for okay. sure. I mean, I'd love to target the marathon for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll just see honestly how first of all how the ten k goes, um, and then secondly, you know, if I debut and I like suck, then we're gonna have to have a rethink. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so interesting question: If at the Olympics you could run the marathon or the ten k, mm-hmm. which one would you choose? The marathon. The marathon. Okay. Um, so we're gonna move to some rapid fire questions, but before we do. Uh, You've you've obviously been training, like we mentioned, with Steph Bruce and uh, your other teammates, and you've seen a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all of you have seen a lot of success this year. Um, so, what sort of confidence do you do you each gain? Uh, I suppose from each other and seeing seeing those successes. Yeah. Like in some sense, does it feel like transitive? Like, oh, I was training with Steph and she won this. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, I kind of spoke to. Unfortunately, I was the first one to go last week, so <laughs> I haven't need to go off. But I did say to Steph, I was like, oh, did that kind of give you some confidence? Um, like Peyton Jordan, and she said it did. Um, and so yeah, I think that. It definitely helps. And just seeing, you know, Alephine kind of set the tone. She ran um, 2.26 in Rotterdam. And I think um, then all of us were like, wow, and, you know, we were just training with her a couple. And, like, yeah, she had some grueling, like, marathon workouts that we didn't take part in. But, you know, we have been doing things together. And I did a lot of my Houston build-up with Alephine. And um, just, yeah, I definitely, like, take confidence from other people's, um, not only their races, but I think also their workouts. It's just, like... You know, Kellen's been doing some like phenom, phen- can't say the word phenomenal <laughs> um, workouts, and I think that that's just like set that helps set the tone as well. It's kind of like wow, if like Kellen can do it, then like we must give it, you know, at least give it a try. We did this one in Camp Verde where it's like an all-out mile at the end, and I think Kellen's 
like success of that workout kind of gave Steph and I confidence to do it as well sure. and also gave us like a standard you know like yeah. an expectation as well yeah absolutely um all right couple rapid fire questions so uh, what do I do here just answer as quickly as I can yeah I don't know I, I, I didn't really think it over that far I guess <laughs> okay. but, uh you know a sentence what makes it rapid fire yeah, they're just gonna be quick <laughs> okay um we'll see like a sentence uh okay so you've given yourself what do we what did you give yourself a b plus for you for yeah your yeah b plus what would it take the rest of the year to to get an a for your oh gosh your okay year? um i think if i well an a plus would definitely be qualifying for the world champs yep. um <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, having a good debut, mar de yeah, debuting well in the marathon, um, that would definitely be giving myself an A. <laughs> yeah, okay, makes sense. Uh, the hardest workout you've had since you started with NAZ Elite? Oh my gosh, I feel like... All of them. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be rapid fire. Uh, let me think. I've already had some... The whole time that I've been with NAZ Elite. Yeah. It's actually funny, we were talking about this the other night. It was like one of the first ones we did at Beaver Creek. Um... And it was all of, it was Danny, Aaron, Grayson and I, okay. and it was just, I felt like I was stuck in the Sahara Desert, like, <laughs> and I was, like, seeing, like, Mirage, it was just, like, crazy, it was so hot, I didn't have a cap, and we had to do, it wasn't anything that crazy, like, compared to some of the other workouts, right. but it was, it was, like, eight miles, seven miles out, and I'm like I apologize to everyone. I made the mistake of pushing that seven miles, which was definitely my. Well, then mistake. you start going downhill that last like mile or mile yeah. And a half. Well, then yeah. um, so we, like, we I pushed the first seven miles. It was supposed to be easy, um, <laughs> and then it was like a two minutes. We had to go two minutes fast, and then um, you could like do the rest of the mile however you want. But it, oh my gosh, I just I literally I have like flashbacks to that day. I just thought I was like gonna die out there. Like it was just so hot and like. Unbelievable. I just like sold my soul in the first yeah. seven miles and then just like jogged it in. Paid basically. it all back. Yeah, yeah, paid it all back. So that was really tough. And you can see for so far. Like you can see the road. And like the extending. heat was like going yeah. off. So like the hills were kind of like waves. Oh, it's just, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So one of your, yeah, not your favorite place down in the Camp Verde area for workouts. Um, your favorite place for workouts, you've sort of already answered that. Um, yeah, probably Lake Mary yeah. Road, when it's not windy. It's I really windy. am not a fan of the wind. Not um, about that. That doesn't happen very often, does it? The wind? No, the not wind. Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah. But normally, like, I try and, like, time it so we're, like, tailwind, you know? Although apparently they're, right. like, they're not really about that here. Yeah. I used to do that a lot in New Mexico. <laughs> they really do my warm-up and warm-down. So right. I can do my whole session with the wind. But. <laughs> Um, your favorite race since, uh, you, you started with NAZ Elite? Um, you know, Peyton Jordan was, like, really cool, but also just, like, the Wyand 10K was amazing because uh, I won. Like, yep. winning is just so nice, and then the half marathons was such a cool experience, like, New York and Houston, like, sure. you're, like, treated like a queen at those events, right. and, um, and then cars, I'm honestly, like, I don't think I've had a race that I didn't enjoy, um, yeah, like, Carlsbad was so fun. Like, that place is just such a cool, like, venue yeah. for a race. So, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, honestly, they all have that. I know that's such a lame answer, but all of them. <laughs> They've been great. Um, who is your funniest teammate? Um, do you know, I do find myself laughing all the time, Alephine. <laughs> with Alephine, with Alephine, not at her. Not at her. Um, we, like, we, when we traveled to Houston together, like, there were times where I, like, could not catch my breath. Like, that was kind of like a, yeah, I was, we were laughing a lot on that trip. She is very funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their, like, yeah. good sense of humor, honestly. We do have a good, like, jokes on our team, so, sure. yeah. Uh, and then lastly, Instagram, mm -hmm. who's got 
the better Instagram game, you or Grayson? Ooh, Grayson for sure. Grayson for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I he's got the better Instagram game. It's just a question. Uh, yeah, definitely Grayson. Like anything I know is probably off Grayson. Like, <laughs> honestly, before I moved in, I didn't even know how to set a business profile or whatever. Is that so, right? Um, yeah, she's taught me the tricks she's of the trade. The ropes, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think I go through phases with Instagram, that's my problem. It's yeah. like, it's very obvious when I'm injured, let's put it that way. Like, it's just going on a complete Instagram, yes. like... Wow, Alice hasn't posted in two yeah, months. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, she must be injured. But Grayson's just, like, very good at, like, being, like, you know, she posts, like, consistently and stuff. Right. So I need to get more on, like, a good kind of social media schedule, I think. Good but, role model for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Alice, congrats on Thank your... You. Most recent PR, 3156 at Peyton Jordan. Um, and best of luck getting that 3150. Thanks. Well, 3159. How much would it suck to get 3150 point something? Oh, so it has to be 3149. I th yeah, I think it does. Or you could run 3150 fly, I think. Okay. So who does that? Well, let's hope you get under uh, 3150. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks. Well, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you. Okay.